Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hello, all. This is Ruben Dua from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. And I have with me Stephen, who's going to get into a really interesting topic. And he has, he has some great experience being on a stage, being in virtual platforms, and sharing his insight. In fact, he has a TEDx talk that's coming out very soon um, on the theme of adversities as assets. So Stephen, if you could uh, give us a short bio and let's get into the topic. Well, thank you so much, first of all, uh, my brother. I just really want to appreciate you because, look, what you're doing here, not everybody's doing what you're doing, and uh, I can't tell you how grateful I am to be on your platform today. Well, my name is Stephen Dosu, and I'm originally from Togo, West Africa. That's where I was born till the age of 18, until I decided to leave my country for a better destination, which I believe at the time would offer me the dream of my life. And I can tell you something. The journey was not easy. Days came where I had no food to eat. Days came where I had no shelter. But I persisted, and I broke through. And eventually, I made it to the top senior management of a major sales organization that was in South Africa. And after that, I decided to go and embrace my gift. Many people live on the face of this earth without ever making an attempt to realize the gift. And that's what I did. I chose otherwise. And today, I can tell you something. I am excited. I am proud. I am grateful that I've made that choice. And I'm very, very much a proud speaker and coach. I coach people to unleash their gift and turn it into a business. And um, I speak about how we can live free of fear, self-doubt, and low self-esteem. Because those are the three types of demon the three toughest demons of mankind. So in a nutshell, um, that is me. That is so, so nicely stated. You know, what do you think causes those types of limitations within us? You know, these ideas of, of confidence or fear or these types of limiting belief. What, what, what's the trigger for these? Well, here's the thing. I believe that, you know, we, we, we are human beings and we live on a daily basis, right? And our life is nothing more but experiences, okay? And, and every single day we live, I believe that those experiences, when we go through them, it leads to only two paths, okay? The first path, which either gives us confidence in a particular area, in that thing which we have done, or it leads into the second path, which I mentioned before, which is the path of fear, self-doubt, and low self-esteem. So if I were to give you an example, is that a person that has gone through a relationship, okay, so the nature of that relationship will determine whether the person is confident in getting into the next relationship they're going to be in, or the person is doubting him or herself in the next relationship that they're going to get into. And same applies to a business venture, or as little as even in school. So... What I'm, what I'm saying is that what the, the source of these demons or whether we gain confidence in a particular thing, it's simply the daily experiences that we live. Yeah, and I, and I really think that, that that's so nicely stated because a lot of the traumas that we experience in our life, um, i.e. the life experience that we've had in, in our upbringing, in our childhood, in our early age, even yesterday, you know, those things can cause traumatic events in our life that do result in self-doubt, low self-esteem and fear. Next question is now, how do we evolve from that? 
how do we overcome some of these things so we can realize our true potential? Well, um, when you use the word potential, um, so potential, I look at potential as where we are yet to be, but we are not. Or I look at potential as where we are supposed to be, but we are still on our way there. So what stops us from actually being that, what stops us from you know, uh, getting out of that seed level and actually pursuing our true nature, which is becoming a tree, what stops us from doing that, again, are those demons. So how are we able to break away from those limiting beliefs, which I call them, to transit into a state where we believe that you know, we are fully capable, in a state where I talk about in my book, Be Transformed, uh, that state, I call it the Ablafo Zone. Let me tell you what the Ablafo Zone are. So uh, in the 14th century, back in, in West Africa, there was this group of warriors that served reality. And uh, they were known to go to war empty-handed. They carried no weapon, nothing, but they always came back home in victory. And they were chosen by nature. And, and what was practical about them is, is that they were, apparently, they were one within themselves. They knew themselves. They observed the natural laws. They, they lived according to the rule, the basic rules of nature. So they were basically in a zone which made them invincible, in a zone which they were, they were, they were free, should I say, from those fear, self-doubt, and low self-esteem. So how are we able to transit into what I call the Ablafo zone in these nowadays? Well, my go-to formulas are this. So first of all, you've got to know where you are. In order for you to go to your next decision, in order for you to go to where you want to go, you've got to know where you are. Basically, become aware of your current circumstances. Become aware of what you think, how you think, how you feel when something happens. And when you are aware, you're able to put in place strategies, or should I say steps, that can take you from where you are to where you want to be. And part of those steps, I would say, read something positive every single day. Listen to audio tapes because... What you are doing by reading something, what you are doing by listening to auditives, what you are doing is basically reconditioning your mind, reconditioning yourself into a state in which you feel invincible, in a state in which you feel powerful, in a state in which you are free of fear, self-doubt, and low self-esteem. And, and remember, the journey from, from you being a blank person, and by a blank, I mean we are. Socrates says that the man or human beings are born pure, but it's society that corrupt them. So by blank, I mean there you are, pure, but with the life experiences, with the mud and everything that gets thrown at you, with the things that get sucked out of you, you eventually fall prey of those three demons, and and that goes through a reconditioning. My favorite verse in the Bible says that do not conform to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And what you're going to do by practicing those things every single day is what renewing your mind, reconditioning your mind, not to conform to the circumstances, not to conform to the realities which are consistently reminding you that you are slave of the free of the three types demons of mankind, but actually renewing your mind, which is making you believe that you too can be great. Renewing your mind, which is making you believe that you too are just awesome. Renewing your mind and believing that you are somebody that people can look up to. And the process of reconditioning your mind happens every single day by adopting a way of life in which 
you surround yourself with people like you, my brother. Mm. <laughs> know where they want to go like people that are positive people that are enthusiastic people that are highly motivated and by mm -hmm. adopting a lifestyle that can give you confidence every single day well th this to me is the definition of, of human evolution because uh humans you know we we are fear-based creatures by nature uh, because that's what we needed to be and to have in order to exist but as we explore self-realization as we understand the science behind this i.e neuroplasticity um, with neuro-linguistic programming and different ways that we can program reprogramming our mind um, yeah. the opportunity becomes very obvious which is we can be transformed which is the title of your book as i understand yeah. it so so yes. take me through that what was that process like writing your book and what is the main sort of thesis of that of that text so I mean, when you asked me to introduce myself, I gave you briefly where I come from. But yesterday, I was born in a two-bedroom house with nine siblings back in West Africa, Togo. So I know what it is to have five boys sleep on a bed. I know what it is to sleep on the floor and have cockroaches running by. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I know what it is, you know. I mean, I, you know, I was a Toastmaster once. And uh, they asked me the qu a question that, what it is that you are impatient in? And here's the story I told them, which was true, actually. So I remember, you know, I was, I, I'm the second youngest. So my mom will dish, you know, because uh, our, our home meal, the staple food is called pop, is made out of corn porridge. So, you know, they cook it, it, it comes out in a bowl form like this. So you eat it with your hands, with your sauce. So I was the second youngest and with my brothers, I had you no know, big palms. And, uh, Yesterday, that meal is most likely to be the first or second and last meal of the day. So you've got to eat very fast. <laughs> so that's where I learned how to eat very fast. So if they ask me what it is, am I impatient? In, I'm, I learned how to make things happen quickly by adopting a quick habit to eat as fast as I could. Right. So, 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 so I know what it is, you know, to to leave poor. And and when I left my country, hello, boy. <laughs> and when 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 I left my country, you know, Togo. When I left my country, Togo, to South Africa, that journey, my brother, took me eighteen months. And during those eighteen months, my mom thought I was dead. At a point, I was sleeping in a shack of twenty dollars, and I couldn't even afford to pay that rent. I mean, it's not today that I've co-founded this and that business, but I know what it is for me to struggle, for people to suffer in life. So here's the thing. Now, to go from the boy that's sleeping on the floor to leave over 100, 200, 300 people and accounting for millions of dollars, something had to happen in my mind. Something had to happen of the perception I had of myself. Mm. So... so, so Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what I think is really interesting about this is, and this is something that I tell my son all the time, that we are a product of how we respond to conflict. True. You know, <laughs> my, my son asked me, what is that supposed to mean? And I, what I always try to convey in the most simplistic way is, is that when we're presented with struggle, when we endure challenges in our lives, that's what forms who we are, right? And without those challenges and without those struggles, we are, are no one. So anytime that you thank someone, in my opinion, who has supported you, you must also thank someone that gave you a tough time 
And it's very strange to thank oh, yeah. your bull your childhood bully. It's very strange to thank someone that mistreated you. It's very difficult to thank someone that abused you, either physically or emotionally or both. It's very challenging to do that. But if you can say that you are in a better place and you have become closer to your purpose because of that, then maybe we don't have to thank them, but maybe we just need to be aware that that shaped us. And without that, who knows what we would have become. And with you fighting for resources, fighting for shelter, fighting for food, because I can understand being the second youngest child in a household of nine with a finite amount of food <laughs> that you might be the second to last person or even the last person, depending on your size and how fast you are, you might be the last person to actually get some of those resources in food, which is obviously a, a bare necessity. So um, how intriguing is it that you share you know, your, your upbringing, your struggle and how it has led you to who you are today? Yeah. So, 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 uh, I mean, I, I was still, uh, you know, uh, elaborating on why my book, the title of my book, Be Transformed came about. So, yes. so, so what I was trying to say is that when you grow up, you know, in certain circumstances, so certain circumstances actually shape who you are. Okay. Mm -hmm. That this, uh, the, the, for a seed to be fruitful is not only up to how great the seed are, but it's also its environment. So, so, so for me to leave that little boy from Togo who, you know, slept on the floor to becoming who I am today, something had to happen in the process. And that is the transformation. Transformation is defined as the change of one's outer form from one which it was to another, which is the result of an inner change. And that inner change is what I talk about in my book, Be Transformed. And, and for me, the key was to break away from that mindset of lack, which, by the way, we all have. So perhaps for me, that mindset of lack resulted, I mean, was, you know, around resources. But for somebody, that mindset of lack is in a relationship. For somebody, that mindset of lack is in business knowledge. And for somebody else, that mindset of lack is into perhaps even relationship building, right? So, so, so that for me was my defining point to transform myself and change my perception and to view myself as a different person so that I'm able to take myself to new height. And that's why I talk about in my book, Be Transformed, and I break it down into 10 key steps that everybody, right? Business, entrepreneur, anybody, women or men, they can apply those 10 steps and also break themselves away from whatever mindset of lack that they are in. Mm. And yeah. I, I'm suspecting that the first step is to know where you are and to know thyself. Am I right about that? Know thyself. Yes, you are. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. The first step is know thyself. Yes, yes. It, oh, is, is that actually it? Know thyself? Uh, well, not wording exactly, but but it's somewhere okay. along the line. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I would I try to incorporate the biblical reference <laughs> or yeah. spiritual, might I say. So great, uh, fantastic. So, what is the process like when you work with clients? How is it that because knowing self realization is a very challenging thing to attain. Some people live, you know, self realization is like an onion. You can continue to peel that onion until you get to the center core and. The more you peel off, sometimes the more challenging it is because you have to realize that there's traumas that you deal with. There's limiting beliefs. There's fear that's driving us. Yeah. So how do you get someone to become vulnerable 
and to be open with themselves, be open with honest with themselves, but then also to be honest with you so that you can coach them to, to, to realize that transfer transformation. What is that exchange like with, with, with someone that you might coach? Yeah. Yeah. So, so let, let me share a story with you. Right. So I have, I have a coach because we've been working together. Um, when this coach came to me, he was, he was extremely confident uh, of whatever he was doing back then, you know, his ways, his means, you know, uh, his resources, his marketing strategies, everything. He was extremely confident, but still his business was not moving forward. So, so the question I asked him is, okay, so I know of the quote of Albert Einstein that says that the mindset that has taken you this far might not take you to where you want to go next. So I asked him, okay, based on that quote, if you're really confident that you know what it is that you're doing, how is it possible that things are still not working out? And he was like, uh, right. So, so, so when I wrote this this ebook that I gave that I gave away for free, which is do do this before you become a coach, you know, the seven things to know when you're building your your coaching business. Uh, in the first part, I talk about how it is important for you to know what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. So, so, so when you come to me, first of all, what we're going to try to determine what is, is go deep down. What, what, what are you come to me for you to grow in your career? What are you come to me for you to build a business? The first thing we do is to focus on you, you and you and you. So we want to determine what are the limiting beliefs that have been holding you back? Because if you don't have anything holding you back, then you wouldn't be sitting in a chair looking at me, or at least if it's online, right? So you want to focus on the coachee itself first and find out what are the things that are holding you back? Who are you? And then the next level we're talking about, so when you know yourself, when you know what your strengths are, when you know what your weaknesses, when you know what you are dealing with, then we talk about, finding your voice, right? How, how can you now speak up about, you know, what you are dealing with? How can you open up a body? How can you turn it and, you know, in a vulnerable, sorry, vulnerable forum can speak about it? Because here's the thing, the more you speak about something that you're dealing with, the more free you become. Yes. And the more power you gain over it. Right, and that's where I talk about finding your voice. It's important that every single body actually should find their voice, you know, uh, in life that we are. So, 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 so those are the first foundational steps that we take before we dive into the actual thing. If you are a coachee, which most of my clients are, you know, new and aspiring coaches that want to turn their gift, first of all, find their gift and turn it into a business. If you come to me, that's the first, the very first processes that we're gonna, we, we're gonna dive into. Focusing on you, understanding the things that are holding you back, understanding what your strengths and your weaknesses are, and then enable you to unleash and speak your voice and speak your talent. And from there, we build the business and marketing strategies around it. Fantastic. Now, tell me more about how to apply this philosophy to leadership. What? So leadership, leadership, leadership. What is leadership? So leadership... First of all, you know, when we talk about leadership, I think it's important that we make a difference between the spirit of leadership, okay, and um, and the corporate leadership that, you know, that is out there. Because, because the concept of the spirit of leadership is inherent to every single body. 
And then we talk about the, 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 I mean, the, the corporate concept of leadership, which is obviously having somebody that is up there and that's inspiring the bunch. But here's the thing. Before you become a leader, you first have to tap into your spirit of leadership. Now, what do I mean by the spirit of leadership? So I'm a believer, right? I, I, I love reading the Bible. If anything, is actually one of my, my greatest books. And uh, I firmly believe that we are created at the image of God. And, 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 and in us, if we believe anything, we can achieve. And at the creation, we were told that we have to go on earth and rule and dominion over everything. But here's the thing. We are not necessarily, you know, designed or sent out there to, 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 to dominate others or control others or lead others, if I may say. But we, first of all, have to dominate and rule from our own area of gifting. So first of all, when you ask me how do you apply that concept in, in leadership, the first step is to find your own area of gifting. First, tap into your own spirit of leadership. The spirit of leadership is the spirit in which you have clarity of purpose. You know what your life purpose is. Purpose is defined as the intent of creation of a thing. The spirit of leadership is when you have a vision for your life. You know where you are going, hmm. right? The spirit of leadership is when you have Little steps that are leading you towards your goals that will then lead you to your vision and will lead you to fulfilling your purpose. The spirit of leadership is when you are highly motivated every single day, not just to live on earth, but to make a difference. I love the quote of Dr. Mars Mono, which says that what well, the greatest tragedy of life is not death, but is to live a life without the purpose, mm. right? So first of all, Possessing that spirit of leadership before we can then talk about the corporate leadership, which is taking actions every single day, doing things that can inspire the others that are following you. But guess what? When everybody on that team have discovered their, their spirit of leadership, nobody has to lead them anymore. <laughs> exactly, right? Because, right. because yeah, because everybody has a purpose. Everybody knows that I'm not coming to work for my boss, right? I'm coming because I have a vision. And mm. for me to bring my vision to life, I know that I have to come to work in time. I know that I have to over deliver. I know that I have to give more to my boss than he's asking me because by giving more to my boss, I know that tomorrow somebody else is going to give me also more, mm. right? So discovering the spirit of leadership is even more important than any other book that's written out there on corporate leadership, on this technique of management, or this and that. Discovering the spirit of leadership is what comes first. So there, there's this old adage where there is no such thing as a bad student, only a bad teacher. I might ask you, is there no such thing as a bad team member, only a bad leader? <laughs> Well, I, I hope I'm going to be able to remember this quote really well now. Uh, there's a quote that says that leaders deserve their staff and staff attract their leaders. Hmm. Right. So I believe that when you are in position of leadership, Okay, at, at least, you know, when, 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 you, when you see yourself as a leader, right, you've got to have the vision, all right? Now, hear me well. I'm not saying have a vision. You've got to have the vision, 
all right? Mm. There's a reason why the book of life says that people perish in the absence of vision. There's another quote, you know, that I love that says that in order for you to light the flame of others, you know, you've got first, no, it says, sorry, in order for you to light the candle of others, you've got to have the flame first, all right? Now, the leader is the person that holds the flame. The leader is the person that holds the vision, right? Now, that's why the leader has the responsibility to be in a mature level that is able to see the vision right there. I love this African code that says that what, what, what the leader is sitting down and seeing at the horizon, the follower is standing but cannot see it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, so, so in other words, in other words, a leader has to possess that sense of wisdom in which when he has the staff, it becomes his responsibility to influence this staff in a way that is not a matter of bad staff or bad leader or this, that. No, no. But now it becomes a matter of the leader having so much influence on the staff that is not only limited to the task that they are proposed to do, but it goes beyond and above that. That's why you see people that still say today that, look, I will leave this job and go work for that guy anytime because he gave sense to who I am, because he made me discover a different kind of life. Because at a point, it was not about the task anymore, but that person gave them vision and aspiration for who they could be. Mm. In order to light others' candles, you must hold the flame. You must have yeah. the vision. Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah. Where can we learn more about you? Uh, your website, uh, LinkedIn. Give us, give us your your handles. Okay, so so first of all, what I want you to do, you know, if you're listening to me right now, I would like you to go on betransformnow.com/nofia. Okay, because when you go in there and you type in your email address and name, what's gonna happen is it's gonna take you onto a page where you have the opportunity to get my book, Be Transformed Now sorry, be transformed the 10-week journey to your true self, you know what, for free, okay? Just cover the shipping, the book is on me, all right? You got a hardcover for me for free, okay? And I want you to get that book because once you get that book, that book is the key for you becoming what I call an ablaffo, for you to step from being a warrior to a warrior, for you to discover a new sense of leadership, for you to be somebody, that others have never seen before, that you become the person that leave the path for others to walk on. And if you wanna reach out to me, please go on Instagram, okay? And, and tap in Steven underscore D-O-S-S-O-U, right? You'll see a bunch of videos there from me. I call myself Steven Dosu all the way from Togo, T-O-G-O. Or go to www.stevendosu.com, okay? Or just go on, on Facebook and type in Steven with a V, S-T-E-V-N, Steven Dosu, and I will be there ready to chat to you. Amazing. Well, Stephen, thank you so much. I, I, I shared some of these links in the comments. So I encourage folks to grab the ebook, to check out your website, to connect with you on LinkedIn. That's where you and I connected. Yeah. Uh, and you have some, some fabulous, fabulous assets here, many ebooks and videos and beyond. And then I also encourage people to stay tuned for your TEDx talk 
that's now in the process of being processed. That was, I think, in on April 17th, my sister's birthday. And here you are, and you're going to also, if I'm not mistaken, you're also going to be speaking at TEDx in London in the future. So we look forward to that, Stephen, and we thank you for your time and being on Dub's podcast. Thanks so thank much. Thank you so much, my brother. Appreciate it. Stick around for some notes. Thanks again. All right. I think the usability was good. The price was right. Um, every, everything just seemed to work. It has been fantastic. Dub is one of the top tools for my company and our our business development, prospecting, lead nurturing, deal nurturing. It, it, I do I do Dub videos for almost everything, and mm. people love it. Thanks. <laughs>